Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope that you enjoy this podcast from Pastor Glenn Fraser, and we hope that it blesses you. For any more information on this sermon or any additional resources, visit us at thrivechurch.co.nz. So good to be here. Thank you for coming to church. We've got a, it's such a special, special Sunday uh, for us as we look to you know, take up our expansion offering. And, um, you know, this hinges on so many promises that have been spoken over the life of this church uh, for many, 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 many years. And um, we, just, uh, we just believe that this region, like, is destined to be touched by the power and the grace of Jesus Christ. And this comes through our radical, you know, it comes through radical obedience and it comes through a surrendered life to Jesus Christ. And a part of what we're doing today is actually just, it's actually an expression of our devotion and uh, our surrender to Him. And because we just want to see freedom released. And it was funny last night, um, Royal wedding happening, all right, and I, I, was, I, like, I stayed till the bride arrived and then started walking in, and Megan like, yeah, you're looking awesome, and, um, and then I went up uh, to, to go to bed, and then um, I hear this massive like, ah! like big noise from in the lounge, like the girls are watching the, the wedding, and I'm like, what's happened? Is something dramatic, like someone's fainted, or a car's crashed, or something like radical has gone on, and I get down, and I, oh, like burst into the room, I was like, what's happened? And, and they oh, she lifted the veil, or they lifted, <laughs> wow, <laughs> but I, I, I was just like, and I was thinking about this this morning, about, um, you know, that scripture that says, the spirit of the Lord is freedom, and where the spirit of the Lord is, the veil is taken away. And, and the sense that actually, you know, when the veil is removed, we encounter the freedom of God. And, and like, you know, the beauty of the bride is revealed. And, and I just so believe that as we, in this season, you know, as we allow the freedom of God to encounter our lives and the veil to be removed uh, around the perspectives we have of God and that our community has of God, they're going to encounter this incredible freedom and they're going to go, whoa, you know, they're going to be excited about what God's doing in our lives and, and, and in their lives. And so it's really, it's such uh, an exciting Sunday and an exciting time for us uh, as, a, as a church. And if you're visiting here today, this is, you know, this is a little bit out of the box, the message. And we're going to be talking this morning about what it means to sow uh, a, a kingdom seed. And that guy um, uh, who you saw after the, the first song, uh, his name's Chris Diath, and he was the senior pastor here uh, before us. And before he left, he really caught in his heart this desire that Thrive would have its own home. We currently rent this building, but he really saw that that this church family actually belonged in a building at a location that actually had real preeminence in our community that people would come to and they'd be gathered into. And I remember this, he announced this this Sunday and then um, he, he called everyone up and we, re- we prayed over everyone and we released faith. And then, then he said this really amazing thing. He said, you know, the first thing we're going to do is that we're going to take up an offering. And this offering is not going to be for us. This offering is going to be for Cambodia. 
This offering is going to be for, um, specifically it was for Manor for Life Village, uh, Kevin and Lekin and Knight, and an uh, amazing mission over there, and I've been there, and I, Kevin was in the country just a week or so ago, and I caught up with him, and, and we, we took up an offering as, as, a, as a real sense of like, we're going to sow a seed into somebody else and bless somebody before ourselves. And so we took up a $20,000 offering, and it was our biggest offering at the time, and it all went to, the, to them, and they were able to purchase this piece of land, and, and, um, and it's been a part of their, uh, the, the farm. That's not them yet. Uh, it's been a part of, um, you know, the, the growth that they have in this village and in the village life, and they're doing amazing things over there. And then just actually this week, um, this guy here, his name is Kevin Forlong. Everyone, like most of you guys know Kevin Forlong. Uh, and he's a really awesome kind of apostolic, a real father figure. He's been in to our church over the last sort of 15 odd years maybe now. And um, he's over and actually in Geneva at the, where this photo's been taken. And this girl here in the middle, her name's Nat, and she's amazing. She used to be a youth pastor here in Christchurch. She's originally from uh, England. And this is like, these guys are planet shakers uh, church planters. And so they're actually over in, or at that time, they're over in Geneva um, planting a Planet Shakers church. And so that's awesome. And that is a powerful uh, movement. And and so Kevin and uh, Nat, and these guys are all connected with Planet Shakers in Melbourne. And so Kevin um, is going over there for another three months to be a part of this pioneering movement to see a church, a Pentecostal church, uh, planted. You know, a big church in, in Geneva is something between 150 and 200 people. And so there's not a lot of, uh, you know, there's not a large presence of this of the, the move of the Spirit and the, and the power of Jesus Christ actually in there and through this expression. And so these guys, so basically, long story short, is that we're sending um, 100, no, $1,500 actually um, towards this church planting mission at this time, sowing a seed, believing that God's kingdom is massive and is going to you know, produce great, great things over in, uh, in Geneva. And, and so we just, we're excited as a church. Like today we're talking about like sowing into this house, but we just so believe in the principle of sowing, expecting a harvest that God is going to do great things when we put our lives into his hand. It was amazing. Uh, Jared also, he's over, um, he is over at Bethel. He's been over at Bethel Church in Reading for the last week at a prophetic conference. And um, he had this word from a Russian guy. And there's lots of prophesying, uh, prophesying going on. And this Russian guy came up to him, didn't know anything about Jared other than he was a pastor from New Zealand. And he said to him, he said, I believe that God wants to give your church a down payment of $200,000 for a new building. Just like that. Just like that, just that, that was said last week, and he went on to say that all the testimony, uh, all the prophecies that were given last year, um, the testimonies and the prophecies were fulfilled within two weeks of the being given. So I'm like, well, do that again, God. That sounds like fun. We could do with $200,000 real soon. 
And so, yeah, we just want to catch this, hey? Yeah, so have you got sitting on something in your pocket today? Uh, we've got a wheelbarrow up the front here, and we're just really believing, you know, that we're going to sow something uh, powerful. I just want to read you from uh, Mark chapter 4 today. It says, Jesus also told them this parable. God's kingdom's realm is like someone spreading seed on the ground. He goes to bed and gets up day after day, and the seed sprouts and grows tall, though he knows not how, all by itself, uh, it, it sprouts and the soil produces a crop. And then in verse 29, then when the grain is ripe, he immediately puts the sickle to the grain because harvest time has come. We love the harvest. Like there's an exci- it's exciting to think that one day what we plant, there'll be actually something that we get from what we plant. And um, I've been in business uh, like for about 18, 18 years. My wife have been, and I have been in, in business and we've been in church ministry for around 20 years now. And I know, right? And, and it's been a really interesting journey of having... Um, like spinning two plates. You know what it's like when you're juggling with a bit of church over here, and we're going to run over here, or I'm going to do a bit of business over here, and, and I'll be back over here and thinking like, whoa, this, is, um, this can be intense. And, um, and I remember uh, about 15 years ago, I just like having such a grump with God about like, why do I have to do two things? Like I, but I, I knew that it was right, you know? Like, he can call you to something, and it, but it can still be really uncomfortable and really, yeah, really painful even. And um, God really challenged me. He's like, hey, you just need to get over yourself and get over your victim mindset that you have about your life. And please don't limit me to the fact that you're doing two things, because I want you to have a full-time attitude for both, all right? I can do it. I'm God, all right? So um, I was just like, right, I'm not going to complain ever again about uh, having these two things that I'm doing. And I don't want to limit God because I'm doing two things as well. He can do great things no matter what we put our hands to. And, and so um, it's always been a little bit uncomfortably comfortable, you know, like, oh, this is awkward. But I know the comfort. I know the Holy Spirit has called me to be in business as well. And so I remember about four years ago, he spoke, God spoke to me really clearly. And he said, hey, I don't want you to let this business go to the world. I don't want you to sell it just to anyone. Um, It's called to be a media gateway to the community. And it was such a specific word. I'd gone off to seeking God about a word for the business, and I'd gone off my mountain bike. I had a really bad crash, and I grazed myself, and I came back really grumpy. And and I was actually in the shower, and God just went, boom, this is it, okay? Don't sell that thing. It's, It's called to be a media gateway to the community. And like, Chin up, on you go. And so that, that was what it was like at that time. And, and so I, I, it was really, it was another great word that God was like, hey, you just need to guard what you're, what you're called to do. You need to steward it well and believe that, that what you're investing in is actually going to produce a great harvest one day. And um, so trucking along in, in business in May, uh, sorry, mid-2016, uh, um, We'd been looking for a new location for uh, quite some time uh, for our business. And, and so this new location, it, it appeared, um, and we were really excited about it. And, um, and there were a whole lot of God things, like prophetic words and, 
and um, the, the timing was incredible. Within two weeks of a lease, my lease uh, had an eight-year lease ending, and I was able to jump into this um, new premises with I was about a month's overlap, and if you know what that's like, that's actually a bit of a miracle, and so we didn't have to carry any lease forward, and so we went into this new premises expecting like, this is going to be amazing, and, and thinking like God's with us in this, and um, all these prophetic words, and to be honest, it was, it was one of the most painful experiences I've ever gone through. Like, from the get-go, second row, right there, you know it, uh, and, and, and <laughs> Laura knows me, right? Um, and, and, and we went, because um, Laura w- w- had, you know, working, working for me and, and, um, in our business, and, and we went from, you know, even in the, even our phone line, like we went to, we'd set everything up perfect, and, and we went to move in, and the phone line, they, they, the company, they just dropped the ball, and we had no phone line for two weeks, and so you couldn't even, we couldn't even get a call diverted, you know, there was just nothing, and so, and then we went into this five long, yeah, five month long, like deep pit of yogurt, and, and it was not pretty yogurt, it was brown colored, and I was, yeah, we were like, this is not pretty, what's going to happen here? I've just invested all this money in, I've had to get a, another loan out, and what, what are you going to do, God? Like, I feel like I've been sowing into this thing for years, and I thought this was harvest time. I thought this was, and, and it just got so, so hard, and I was like, are we going to lose our house? Are we going to lose everything? What's this going to do for my credibility as a leader and a pastor? Am I going to be, and I can smile about it today, but at the time, man, it was ugly. I was ugly. (laughs) I really, I was not in a, I wasn't feeling awesome. And the, the staff were amazing, but just about everything else was like, oh my gosh. You know, sometime God takes us to a, a place of bended knee, you know, where we just get down low. And the view... It's not awesome. And you get close to the dirt, and you see the dirt, and you see the worms, and you're like, that's just probably where I belong right now. This is like, this is not easy. But you know in those places where well, uh, we're on bended knee, in those low places, that's, sometimes that's the best place to plant a kingdom seed, a faith seed. You know, like he's... He's at the bottom, and I don't know where you're, where, where you're at today, whether you feel like you're at a mountaintop or you're in a valley. But, you know, if you're in a valley, I want to tell you that God sticks closer than a brother, and he's going to walk with you through that time. And to just believe and know that what you're doing is actually, you're actually at a place of planting, a place of sacrifice, a place where he can actually do something through your life that, that, will, that will actually produce great harvest in time. And so I was at this place of bended knee, and, and I remember in, in uh, probably mid-June, like I just reached out to Murray Linton. He's an awesome guy here. He's in business. And I said, Murray, I just need some coaching help for this business. Like, I know I'm called to it, and how are we going to get through this? And so he was amazing. He, um, he just helped us, and, and we started getting this thing on the right track. We still had a long way to go, and I invested a heap of time and energy into, you know, both things, like growing church, growing regrowing the business, and, and then, um, and then um, Deb and I went off to um, National Conference, our New Life Conference in October, and, um, 
And at that time, we just had such a sense that God was actually bringing us to a place of deeper surrender in Him. And in this surrender, that there was actually going to be a cost, and it just like it looked like we were going to like it was going to involve the business. That there'd be something that God was going to ask us to do around actually letting a part of this go, or like, and so we were just going like, God, we want to give our lives to the church. We we feel that this is where we're called to be, and this is where we're called to give our lives to, and so. Um, I remember after conference coming back and thinking like, okay, well, I'm just going to get my head into the business and my heart into the business because that's what it's my responsibility and I need to do that. And so I just really tried to, but I was done. I was like, it, like God had just done something in my heart, like, eh. <laughs> and I, I actually, I just felt like it was wrong for me to do it. And so we started going like, man, God is really bringing a shift here. He's actually asking us to surrender something. He's actually, you know, asking me to, to let go of something that I've been building for 18 years. And who knows that that's actually not that easy to do. <laughs> you know, like it, it wasn't, it, not an easy journey to go on. And so we've, we've, we've been in this process of letting it go and going like, hey, but we're not going to let it go to anyone. We're going to let it go to someone who's you know, believes in the legacy of this company and, and it's going to carry it on. So hashtag Laura and Tim Good, they're amazing. And we honor you guys for, you know, for stepping in and standing up and, you know, and running, you know, with us at this time. It's just so, it was incredible people, um, Tim and Laura Good. And and so we've been in this process of letting go. And, and any time I would think of not letting go, um, or just holding on, or just thinking, oh, maybe, you know, this hurts too much, or, or I, I, I just had this verse that God would remind me of, and David, in the Bible, he spoke this out about, we wrote this, I think, around 3,000 years ago, and it was when King David, he was, um, he wanted to make a sacrifice uh, on a piece of land that he didn't own, and the guy who owned it said, hey, David, you know, you're the king. I'm going to give you this land. Like, you're amazing. I want, to, I want to give you this land so that you can make this sacrifice. And David was like, no, I'm not going to make a sacrifice to the Lord. I'm not, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my burnt offerings that cost me nothing. I'll not sacrifice something to you, God, that won't cost me nothing. I want to, I want to sacrifice something to you, God, that actually involves a cost. I want to sacrifice something to you that actually means a, a little piece of me has to die in this. A little piece of me has to leave me and go into that investment. And David had this revelation that every part of his life, that what he said and that what he owned was actually a platform to honor God with. That every part of his life was a platform to express his devotion to the king of kings. And that a, tr a sacrifice that didn't cost him anything would never actually be a demonstration of his surrendered and devoted heart towards God. You know, a sacrifice is actually a costly thing. This message is called to sow a kingdom seed. And it may mean for each one of us, that actually we need to ask ourselves the question, am I called to make a sacrifice with this seed? Because sowing usually requires a sacrifice. 
And, and the sacrifice, I love this thought that a sacrifice is a statement that proclaims that our resources have more value in God's hands than in our own. I love that. A sacrifice, any sacrifice that we make to God is never a wasted sacrifice. It's a proclamation that says, you know, you know, this hurts a little bit or a lot, but I'm actually willing to put what I have in your hands because I believe that it's of greater value in your hands than what either I could do with it. The first thing that when we make a sacrifice is actually we just need to identify something or someone that deserves greater value than what they currently have. That's the first step in the process. Like, I want to bring a greater value. I want to bring the spotlight on this thing. And so we start engaging in this process by actually recognizing that someone or something or God, you know, deserves greater attention. Secondly, and we realize in this process that we actually have the power to magnify who they are, that we actually are included and actually, oh, I've seen something that needs greater, a greater magnification, and we actually have this power. And thirdly, that's the painful part. <laughs> that's the faith part. That's when we step in, we say, hey, I actually want to let a part of me go towards this sacrifice. And man, in that process, like for us in laying down this business, it actually felt like a sacrifice. It actually felt like, oh, this hurts. I'm actually feeling the heat of this. I can see actually, God, what you're doing, because it makes really good sense that I need to let this go. But actually, to surrender this was actually a costly thing. But I'm going to believe that it can do far more in Tim and Laura's hands than what it could ever do in my hands. And I love what, you know, Paul, who wrote so much of the New Testament, was such a passionate, sold-out life poured out, devoted guy. And he said in Galatians 2.20, you know, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And his life was, you read his life and it looks like it's offering this poured out expression of his whole heart, fully devoted to the cause of Jesus Christ. I no longer live, you know. What could come alive, God, in your hands from my life? What could come alive? And so Paul was so excited to take these steps of faith with his life and just say, I want to pour it out. I want to devote who I am to you, God. It's funny, the kids were making popcorn this morning before church. I was like, what are you doing? I would have taken it up to eat it at church. I'm like, do you know that I wanted to mention popcorn today? And they're like, no. And so I was thinking about the popcorn seed, how it's, you know, it's hard and tasteless until it's put under the heat. You know, you can't do much with it. You can't digest it. You can't, you know, there's just like, it's a hard little seed. And and as it experiences intense heat, though, this the genetic makeup of the seed actually changes completely. And what is undigestible and unconsumable becomes really yummy. And it's great to eat at the movies. Like, it's awesome. You know, when we feel the heat of God, when the heat of God comes on our lives, He wants to actually bring a change. He is actually, if you're feeling heat in this season, it's because He can see you beyond you in this moment. 
He can see us beyond our moment and go, look, I want to actually, I want the heat of, my, of this experience that you're going through. And maybe it's not an easy one, but I want the heat of this experience to bring transformation around your life. And a seed will stay a seed forever unless it's placed into the right environment where it's caused to grow. You know, any seed you plant, you add warmth and water and dirt, and something is going to happen because it is in the right environment. I love that. You know, Jesus said, you know, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer that scatters the seed on the ground. He put the seed in the right environment, and then he went to bed, and he'd come out, and he'd watch it grow because it was in the right environment you know for for god to grow it we have to give it for god to grow our dreams we've got to give over our dreams to him and i believe even as we together we look at at this um, opportunity in this hour for our own church building and and looking towards expanding as a church I want to encourage every single one of us, no matter how big or small or whatever you feel like your seed is, to just be a part of this, to, to connect your faith with what we're called to do, to express like the love of God through an action. And, you know, this, uh, well, I've talked about this, um, the feeding of the 5,000 a few times over this building up for the, this offering. And, and you've got to wonder, how could there be just one boy in such a vast crowd who had food? How was there just one? Were, were there others? As the disciples walked through that crowd and said, hey, has anyone got anything to bring to the table? Were there others that just kind of like, you know, just hid away their food? Were there others were like, well, you know, I just, it's not that much. I don't, I can't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really help the situation. And if I give it, I'm going to go hungry. And you know, I, what I have is, is just, it doesn't, doesn't look like it could really count. And, and I just want to like, you know, just for a moment, touch on the, the fact that we're actually in a battle as we sow seed. The, the, there's actually a realm that wants to sow another seed. And, and that is the spirit of fear. It wants to say to each one of us around what we could actually give, you know, in any part of our lives, hey, if you give that, then you're not going to have enough. If you give that, it's, it's not even worth giving. It's not, it's not much at all. And this spirit of fear will actually shut us down for, from releasing the generosity of God. You know, the, the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. You know, like in this moment, there's going to be some false evidence that the devil's going to try and say, hey, don't give, don't engage. Someone just leave that to the business people. They're the ones with all the money. You know, like I just want, I want to push back on that because I believe every single one of us, this moment counts. And in 10 years, when you look back and you go like, man, I gave 20 bucks or man, I gave 50 bucks or I gave $5. I was a part of that faith step. And you know, as that boy, that child who gave such a small lunch, as that lunch passed through the hands of Jesus Christ, like that's when it was multiplied. And the other amazing thing is that it, he didn't lose out because he would have been well fed too. 
You know, and so when you give, know that Jesus is going to look after you in your generosity. For God to grow it, we have to give it. It says this in 2 Corinthians 9. Paul wrote this. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart to give. I love that. He doesn't say everyone must give $500. He says each of you should decide in your own heart, in your own space, in your own reality, in your own journey what to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly. That's awesome. So that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. I love this. Paul tells us, yes, we have total control over what we give and what we don't give. But he wants us, he wants to open our hearts up in the scripture to the principle of seed time and harvest, of sowing and reaping. This is a this is a biblical, it's a foundational principle that is in the Bible. And it's because God desires every single part of our lives to thrive and prosper. You know, like every single part. We're not just talking about finances. We're talking about friendships. You know, like when you give towards friendship towards someone else, you will receive friendship back in His kingdom. It's sowing and it's reaping. And when you look into Genesis 8, it says, As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. And what God is revealing to us is that there are established laws that He has created in the governance of our planet. And they, these laws, they consist of spiritual laws and they consist of physical laws. And they, they actually... Um, represent the natural patterns within creation and they reveal the hidden qualities of God that He wants each one of us to receive in our lives. The first mention of the word seed in the Bible says this in Genesis 1.11, God says, let the earth bring forth grass and herb that yields seed. Plain old grass. It's the first mention of a seed, the first mention that God had created a reproductive system that is designed within every plant. And in the same verse, God says, and the fruit trees that yield fruit according to its kind. And these are really powerful concepts that are actually given to us in the story of creation. And some call these the, the laws of, of Genesis, that everything will reproduce after its own kind. You know, in other words, people don't come from fish. Cats don't come from dogs. The kiwi fruit can't give birth to an avocado. Everything, everything is to, designed by God to reproduce in its own kind. And so it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. It says in Galatians 6, 9, if you plant good seeds of spirit life, you will reap the beautiful fruits that grow from the everlasting life of the spirit. 
you know, whatever we sow will produce a harvest of what we sow. I love that. Kerry Harris, another amazing person in this church, and Blair, and their awesome family. Uh, she was sharing with Deb and I yesterday, um, and they've been talking with their family and uh, about the expansion offering, and um, Roman came up to them on Thursday, and um, and and he he came up with all his money, I think it was, um, and and says to Kerry, "Hey, I want to I want to figure out what God's asking me to give uh, to Thrive Church." He's like six or seven, seven years old, and then he said, "Hey, can you put some worship music on in the lounge?" because <laughs> I want to get in God's presence, right? This guy wishes there was church every day of the week. That is not an exaggeration. He, he, is, he is a forerunner in his generation for, like, encounter, and it's so exciting. And so he went into the lounge to pray about what God was asking him to give, seven-year-old. This is amazing. And he, Kerry said that he came back 10 minutes later waving his $10 note in the air. And it was the biggest note that he had. And he said, this is for the church. <laughs> Isn't that so wicked? So good. So righteous, I mean. Uh, <laughs> and so we just believe that now's the time to sow into our church family for the generations to come. And we just believe that there's going to be great harvest. There's going to be two harvests for everyone. It's going to be a harvest for ourselves and there's going to be a harvest for our community. You know, the first harvest, thinking of the harvest for yourself, man, you can never outgive God. He is so incredibly generous. The Bible says, as I read out, that He is able to bless you abundantly. That when we sow generously, we will reap generously. And like I said, this is not about the amount that you give. This is just about what's available for you to give. The second harvest, this is going to be connected to what we're going to see grow in our region. Like, we so believe that we're going to see an incredible church. We hope in our generation. We hope in the next few years. Like, we just want to see people rocked by this radical love of Jesus Christ. We want to see like this veil I was talking about, you know, being taken away over people's lives and they go, I just didn't know that life could be so good. I didn't know that I was actually under God's attention, under the, fa under the Father's radar. And, you know, I've just it's so encouraging talking with people in the last year who have had this encounter with grace and we are called to bring this amazing grace to our neighbours to the ones we work alongside. You know, this offering, this expansion offering is for our children. This is for our children. This is for the friends of our children. This is not only for our children. When I was at Planet Shakers, God just woke me up to like the concept that what we're doing is for our grandchildren, like for my grandchildren, whether that's physical or spiritual. Like, you know, we're there's, there are others, that there, there are generations that are going to follow us that need to know that there was there's some crazy people from Thrive Church 
who one day took up an expansion offering, a seed offering, believing that God was going to provide land and provide a platform for an, a place of encounter for their lives. And they're going to just, when they meet you in heaven one day, because we'll go there, they're going to come up to us and say, thank you so much for sowing. Thank you for the, just the seed of faith that you planted because someone was able to connect with me because of what you did. And so we are excited to do this today. Ways you can do this, just on a real practical note. Um, you know, you know, might might not be surplus with thousands of dollars of cash. And one thing that Deb and I have just decided to do is that we're just going to put a regular amount again in on top of our tithe and go, this is for the building offering. This is for this year. We want to, we hope we'll never stop giving it. We hope we'll just increase this offering. So you don't have to give a, a massive amount. You could just start a regular payment or you could bring a massive amount in. And you can, um, we're going to have the wheelbarrow. We've got the wheelbarrow up here. We're going to sew into that thing today. If you're not comfortable with sewing into the wheelbarrow, we've got a give box out the back. You can do this with the FPOS. You can do this online. On every seat today, there's some pledge forms. And today, maybe you haven't even thought about what you're going to give in this offering. And I just want to take a moment just right now, just for every single one of us here, just to ask God and just to create room for Him to speak to us, not to give under compulsion or reluctantly, because God loves a cheerful giver. And so this is just engaging, engaging with His joy about what we can do in this moment. So God, I just thank You right now. I just thank You that we have the privilege of sowing into Your kingdom, into great soil for the generations to come, for the friends that are around us, God. We just, we just want to open our hearts, God, to how you're asking us to contribute, to step out in faith and connect with every promise that you have for this region, for every home, for every street, for every lost person. Lord, we just thank you that no one is outside your vision, and we want to connect with your heart today as we give in this offering. In Jesus' name, amen. For any more information on this sermon or any additional resources, visit us at thrivechurch.co.nz.